This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, as we are now eight days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Just over a week. And by the time we record tomorrow, we'll be one week out. How about that? From the NFL draft. It flew by, but we are here. And we've got back-to-back episodes Wednesday and Thursday this week to get you ready heading into the week of the draft. We've got the entire crew here in the SWBC studios today. Brian Broaddus, Bobby Belt, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Everybody ready? Bobby, great to have you back. I'm ready. Bobby. Never better. Ready to go. Man. Locked and loaded. Who's the pick at 26 go? Uh, Michael Mayer. Wow. Okay. A little tight end talk. I think it's going to come down to two. I think the I think Mayer is clearly in play. I think Wright, the Darnell tackle, Wright, Darnell Wright from like. Tennessee, I think is in. And I think if Bijan Robinson gets to him, I think they would take him. I think Will McDonald needs to be part of that discussion, too. Yeah. yeah. Will, and, Will, I mean, honestly, I agree with that. there's yeah. like eight names I feel like yep. could be potential there, depending on what breaks ahead of them. Yeah, I think the Will McDonald stuff, in too. And I would throw in Drew Sanders as well. Yeah, I mean, that's how open this thing is at 26. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me to handicap him. I think the mayor pick is one that I would I would really look at. Mayor over Kincaid? Or is it are you think, expecting yeah. Kincaid not to be there? I think Kincaid's the first off the board. So for them, based on what Stephen Jones told us on 105.3 The Fan yesterday, the way that he was describing these tight ends, it basically narrowed it down to it. And maybe that this is also the smoke. You know, you got to yeah. try and, hey, what's the BS? What's the fluff? What's real? But the way he described the tight ends, it's you got to be able to block in line. Mm-hmm. And then what else can you do in terms of being a pass catcher? That, to me, eliminates Musgrave. Mm-hmm. And I think Mayer and Washington are the two best complete when it comes to blocking and pass catching ability so i'd look at those two but i you, you guys know i have kincaid one i agree with bobby though the way we're getting closer to it i think it's likely you could have kincaid and mayor both off the board and i think you're right brian because i don't think darnell wright's gonna make it drew sanders might very well be in play here at 26 mm. yeah and you mentioned darnell washington he also brought up a name like martellus bennett yeah and, the and comparison when, yeah absolutely and when you have michael mccarthy here for them yes <laughs> wait you make me sick, Bobby. <laughs> you make me sick. And that's a Super Bowl champ, right? Stop it. Stop it. But, no, like, uh, he, I was just saying, like, when you talk about tight end, the athleticism and all that stuff, he mentioned Martellus Bennett, too. So I thought that was along the lines of the Darnell Washington thing. Yeah. They, he, that's been the comp, I guess, yep. to him. Do you think Darnell Wright, do you think it hurts him or helps his case to be there at 26, the fact that he is – not pigeonholed into the tackle spot because he does have that guard flex, that position flex that could either help your stock or it could hurt your stock. What does it do for Darnell Wright? I think it helps him because I think it's one of those things where it's not viewed as like it's not the issue with Skaronsky, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like you may have to have him play guard. I think with Wright, it's we can also have him play guard. And so I think that the way they view it is they look at it as he has flexibility, not necessarily that he has to be kicked inside to have success or anything like that. I, I think that the, you know there's a, a belief throughout most of the NFL community that Wright could play tackle. I would play him at guard, but I think 
most people probably feel like that guy can play tackle, and if he has any trouble there, then we can look at him at guard. Yeah, I think he is a tackle, and I think he's the best right tackle in the draft. I think he's the wow. third best tackle overall in the draft, in my opinion, right behind uh, Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones from Georgia. But I, I do think he would be— Do you have Skaronsky as a guard? I have Skaronsky as a guard. Okay. Yeah, I think he's far and away the best guard in the class. Cool. Uh, and, and we can get into that later. Like, if there's a player you'd trade up for, to be honest, he's the only one that I think I would. He, he can be that big of an impact, I think, for the Cowboys, especially when you look moving forward about Zach Martin getting older. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of value there. But right to me, I would be hesitant because I think I would want to play him at right tackle immediately. I think he might end up being the best right tackle on the team. And it's I, I love Terrence Steele, but I think he's a more well-rounded player. But the ability to kick inside and play left guard is certainly something that will help him. Darnell Wright's a better player than what Tyler Smith was last year. At, at, at coming out of Tulsa, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, and so and you see what they did with with Tyler Smith and what, what they were able to make that work. Darnell Wright is a mean human being, and it reminds me very much of Ron Leary playing guard here. How mean Ron Leary was, and if you want to get back to if, if Mike McCarthy's talking about running the ball and being stout up front and all that, Darnell Wright makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. We've talked about the guards, you know, uh, you know, it, from Florida or TCU. But I think to me, if you this guy's the nineteenth best player on my board, Darnell Wright. And if you had if you let me pick him at twenty six, I'm handing that card in and I'm going on. Because I know I'm gonna plug him in and I'm gonna let him play left guard. I'm gonna keep Tyler Smith at left tackle, and I'm gonna be have a mean left side of that offensive line. Hey man, and as we get closer to this, Aisha, he's kind of becoming my dream scenario there at twenty six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also too, when you talk about some of the names we've talked about from the guard position that are later maybe later in the round guys like a via you say to yourself well with darnell Wright, in my opinion like if i think you'll have a better i don't feel like a lot of people feel like you're reaching if you take a via 26 i don't feel like if darnell Wright is there i'm okay i'm okay with it because i understand what he can do in the run game especially establishing like the physicality at the second level it's important to me 100 percent it is. And, and his ability, to, to me, against elite competition, I feel like in the big games, he played better. You would look at the year that Tennessee had. They're not having that without Darnell Wright out there. And what he was able to do against Will Anderson, B.J. Ojolari, we've talked about this. Like, I those were his two best, best games. Yes. Some of the best, And, yes. and those are two of the premium edge rushers, not only in this draft, but last year in the entire country in college football. Darnell Wright handled them. That's why I think he is a tackle. But the position flex for the Cowboys, being able to plug and play at left guard, my gosh, I think it would be a great value pick and I think uh, he would immediately help them come day one at training camp I I think that he would dominate mini camps and camp we're gonna be like wow this is awesome Tyler Smith we were excited about you're right Brian this kid's better I think Mel I think Mel Kuyper in his last mock draft had Wright already gone I think he had he had Wright going in uh, ahead of the Cowboys. Right, so like our friend Dame Brugler also I think. sixteen. Was, yeah, I think it was yeah. like sixteen. Okay, where, who did it? Where? Who? Washington Commanders. Washington. Oh, mm-hmm. Barnacle. Yeah. <laughs> and and Dame Brugler had Freaking him going tata. twenty twenty one too. I yeah. think uh, yeah. there were a couple spots where he was gone. Now on the flip side of things, we've talked about offensive players at twenty six for. Nine months. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But forever, we have talked about offensive players. What does it say if the Will McDonalds of Iowa State and the Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders are the pick, Brian? What does that say about your current state of your football team, the fact that 
Offense has been the the pigeonhole pick for so long, but now it's okay. Let's go with the best player available. Well, I'll tell you what, it tells me a lot that Dan Quinn carries a big stick in that draft room because he he went out there and you know he he's worked. He's you know the thing about with Sanders, Sanders makes a lot of sense because Aisha talks about this quite a bit too with the Cowboys. If you look at like the the they're too deep on defense and stuff like that. Their, their linebacking core has some questions to it. Yeah. And the one thing that you could do with Drew Sanders is we've seen his ability to rush. And we know that Dan Quinn likes to take linebackers and like make them have that ability, create that opportunity to pass rush. Drew Sanders can do that. He can he, he, man, he can he, he it's one of those guys that just doesn't come off the field. I don't think people are talking about him near enough, but I think his ability and what he's capable of doing and how he plays would be a really good fit because Dan likes to use his guys in a lot of different ways. Drew Sanders fits that bill. The one thing about Drew Sanders, I think he needs to get stronger. You know, I, I feel like when linemen are able to get to the second level, they get on him clean. That's where he'll struggle to get off blocks. But you know, Kyle and I, we, we've been covering this kid since he was a dead. Ryan being yep. an absolute monster. So I, I've been able to follow his entire career. I love him. I mean, he's a thumper. When he hits you, he leaves remember me type of shots. <laughs> the edge versatility is why I think a lot of people in today's day and age, especially when we've talked about this is a weak linebacker class, right. fans would see or hear the pick of Drew Sanders and they'll think, oh my gosh, why are you taking off-ball linebacker? He very easily could be the best, but the edge versatility that he brings you is something that we saw they were able to tap into with Micah Parsons. He shows that even more than Micah did coming out from Penn State. No doubt. Yeah, my, my question for you guys, though, is if you take a Drew Sanders in round one at 26, what does that mean for Micah Parsons? Because when you start looking at Micah Parsons, I, I mean, I've heard him numerous times talk about how many times his him wanting to be more of a linebacker uh, and be, you know, have that ambiguity from where he was rushing from. The DM position we saw this past season, he talked about getting his calluses and getting his, you know, playing that edge is not easy. No. So I, I wonder if, if they take, you know, Drew Sanders first round, what does that mean for Micah Parsons? Is he going to be a D in more so or is he going to still have some of that linebacker flex or is mm. that going to be is that going to take him out of that position a little bit more what do you guys think uh, I mean the way Quinn I think calls defense it would be a rotation of Van Der Esch, Parsons Sanders and they would all be disguised so like it's different things where Parsons could rush or Sanders could rush or you could have yeah. you know Sanders looking like he's coming off the edge Parsons is at linebacker and it could be Parsons ends up rushing Sanders drops there's different things the, Sanders obviously is not uh, the, the comparison for me pretty consistently on Sanders has been Van Der Esch actually mm -hmm. that I mean I think it's same size same sort of athleticism you not got as good in coverage that, though not as good in coverage but he's better rushing the pass and like but it's the same question about getting off blocks and the physicality it's, yep. the same, it's the same sort of issue so I think they're similar players I would to me I think they view regardless of how they disguise it they view Micah Parsons as a pass rusher whether he's doing it from linebacker he's doing mm -hmm. it off the edge Either way, they they think he's an edge rusher. Sanders can run and chase, though, man. There was a play he tracked down Bryce Young when they were playing Alabama. I was like, holy heck, this dude's got some fun closing speed. He would be a Swiss Army knife for Dan Quinn. I mean, I'd get excited about it. I got a second-round grade on him, but when yeah. you're picking at 26, yeah. the likelihood of having a, a first-round grade is not high. I don't think Drew Sanders would be a reach there at all. I'm shocked you didn't have a first-round grade on him. I know. Him. Honestly, I have a first-round grade Being on biased, him. Being biased, I, I wanted phenomenal. to put it. I just don't think there's a first-round linebacker in this draft. He's the only one that's on my board, but I, I like him a lot in that regard. All right. We have, of course, one week until the draft. This is what Brian brought us as tabbed as lying season, right? 
Yeah, with well, those lying. Yeah, yeah, you lie. Yeah, lie a lot. We're not lying, of no, course. We're not. You've been lying to me how many, for how never. Now. How many media members did you lie to in your personnel days? Oh you know, I, I never did. Or do you remember one where maybe you I threw got somebody off the scent? Sal Palantonio from ESPN called Ooh. me a liar when I was in Philadelphia. Sal Pal? <laughs> yeah, 20, name. 25. You know, Sal Powell called me a liar. 25 years ago, I ran a draft in Philadelphia. And I got reminded of that when I was doing radio with you the other day mm -hmm. because it's the anniversary of the Ryan Leaf yes, of sir. Peyton Manning, and that was the 98 draft. So 20, I remember doing a press conference before and, and talking about taking Trey Thomas. We really liked the tackle, da-da-da. And Sal Palantonio came up to me right afterwards and said, you're a liar. And I said, excuse me? I said, he goes, you're a liar. And I said, what do you mean I'm a liar? And he goes, you're, you're lying about who you're going to take. I said, Sal, I'm not lying to you. You know, I had a chance to WIP, uh, the radio station in Philadelphia. They had a guy named Gary Cobb. I think Gary does afternoons now with uh, in Philly or does something, you know, does work still <laughs> with WIP. Cobb did an overnight radio show. I was sitting at the vet in Philly, uh, the old stadium, and I was listening to his show. I was watching tape. It's probably three in the morning. Just I couldn't, you know, I just watching tape. And he, I heard him talking on the radio, and he goes, he goes, I wonder who this Brian Broadus is going to take. I called in, I told him, we're going to take Trey Thomas. This is who we're going to take. He goes, no, nah, man, you're lying to me. I said, no, I'm not lying to you. But that was before the era of, of Twitter mm -hmm. and right. people like that. So if you were a truck driver or somebody, a late-night shift worker in Philadelphia, you heard who we were going to pick. Because I, I told Gary Cobb we were going to Put it all take. over. Yeah. yeah, I told Gary Cobb. I said, we're going to take Trey Thomas to tackle from Florida State. And he didn't believe me. And then every time after I saw Gary Cobb, he's like, man, you you did it. You did it. <laughs> and I said, no, I just was, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to lie to you about That's it. Awesome. Can you no. imagine if Bobby was in a front office, the amount of chum he'd be throwing in the water? Oh, it'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. You I, would be king troll at this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might say that I was going to hire Condoleezza Rice as my head coach. I, I, I might start <laughs> Jail Bobby. Yeah. Jail That's Bobby. The, uh, well, you know, that Schefter uh, got burned on that one. But, that was uh, a Shefty? No. That was your Schefter guy, Dove Climbing. Yeah. No, that was a Schefter report back in the day. Mm. Uh, no, they, yeah, I, I, you got you to gotta stir it up a little bit, right? You got to sandbag a little. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I would imagine. I'm stunned you never once took advantage of it. No. Nah. Oh. I didn't. He's yeah, just but not see, you did the reverse it, psychology. Maybe. You you made it sound so blunt that it had to be a lie. And in reality, well, no, it's funny. Uh, we, smart. We were. Uh, oh gosh, what was the kid's name? I, I can't remember. This was a draft, and Larry Lacewell. It was a. Uh, it was a kid that was from University of Texas. That was a safety. That was a corner. Quentin Jammer. Quentin Jammer. Gosh, dang. wow. Good, I know for, good for young minds. How did you just do that? Was that? The Roy no, no, that's good. Draft. Good. Good. They, good. they like Jammer. He All right, so we're sitting in the draft room real quick. I'm story time with Brian here today. Story time. But but we're sitting in the draft room and myself and Larry Lacewell and all the scouts are sitting around and we have the pick it was the Roy Williams draft was, and so we have the pick after we really like Quentin Jammer yeah, thanks for remembering the name so we like Quentin Jammer and uh, San Diego had the pick ahead of us and the guy named John Butler was the GM and Lacewell goes I wonder what Butler's thinking about right now. So he, you, we're all looking at each other. And he picks up the phone. He just hits a button and it goes to San Diego. He goes, John, Larry Lacewell here in Dallas. He goes, who are you taking? He goes, Larry, we're going to take Quentin Jammer right ahead of you. And Larry goes, oh, okay, thanks. Hangs up the phone. <laughs> and we're all like, man, was he bluffing? Gosh, sure enough, he, he took Quentin Jammer right ahead of us. He, he, he just said, yeah, no, we're taking that, Quentin man. Jammer. And, 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 and sometimes you could shock people that way. You just go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to take whoever. Yeah, we're going to take this guy. And you're really going to take him? And people are going, there's no way he just told us who he's taking. Wasn't that, wasn't that right after when Minnesota didn't turn their pick in on time and then everybody was running up like three it was picks Well, that No, that was the, the Roy Williams draft was the one where we went down to two seconds on the clock. 
That's what Jerry had. Uh, Jerry had uh, Kansas City on one phone and Minnesota on the other. And Carl Peterson, he got Carl Peterson in Kansas City to admit who he was going to take, which never happens. Then he got Frank Gilliam from Minnesota to take who he'd say, he goes, Jerry hangs, hangs up the phone. He goes, they're not taking our guys. Let's trade back. Which is the best pick? Can't, so we took it all the way down. Got three teams to admit in 10 minutes who they were going to Jerry pick. got <laughs> Carl Peterson to admit. And got uh, and and got yeah the, the, that the 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 Quentin Jammer was before the draft, but that was the draft that quit that Chris Hall we we Chris Hall walks in the room in the draft room and goes, did anybody call the NFL office to turn send in the trade in to send the pick yeah. in to send the trade in oh no and and Stephen Jones just immediately like dives on the table he hits the button and goes. It's uh, Joel uh, Joel Busser and he goes Joel we got a trade we got a trade with Kansas City. And you could see the clock go oh. five, four, and then Robert Blackwell is in in New York, just kind of like going. <laughs> he's like, "Can I hand in the card?" <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "I got no card." Almost pulled a Viking. What no happens card. if that you was the same draft? You pass. They, they, that, they pass. So you pass, and and then everybody can run their pick. Yes, ahead they can all you. skip you. They can all skip. Now you, you so, can pick at any moment. Which is yeah. what happened right after that. You guys traded with Kansas City, right? Right. We traded. And they, with got, K- they took Ryan Sims. Ryan Sims. And then right. and then Minnesota didn't get their pick on on time, and then yeah. it was like two, three. Did people they go Kevin Williams in that draft? Yeah. It okay. was it was crazy, but what, basically what it's year chaos. Two thousand two. Oh, I wasn't. I barely. You should, we, you should YouTube that. It's pretty funny. It's to incredible. We yeah. we watched. We were sitting there all like watching the car, and then Chris Hall. God bless him. Hall goes. Did did anybody turn the trade in? <laughs> and Stephen just spun and <laughs> dove from the yeah. table. <laughs> Joel, oh, we got a trade. Gosh, <laughs> and, I love that story. And the, and the league called back. League called back and go. And Stephen hit the button and goes, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes Dallas. <laughs> and Buster comes on and goes. Steven, don't you effing ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and is, yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Thanks. Appreciate you. And we hung up. And we were all just oh, like laughing. Wow. But we were literally like the clock. I mean, it's five, four, and that, we don't have a card. I mean, everybody's thinking we hadn't, you know, what's going on here? That's, you know, it was mass awesome. chaos it in the draft. Ter- it sounds like all, all of this to be said, <laughs> it is lying season. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, it's lying season all the way through. So we have a little bit of factor fib around this oh, draft. Okay. okay. A little factor fib. I'm gonna give you some and Zach Wolf Sorry, I took sprinkled the stories a bunch. There. I loved it. We can we can push this to the third segment too and we can get it extra in there too. But I, I've got these statements. I want you to tell me if this is a fact or if this is a fib. These are based off of recent reports around the NFL draft and what could happen come next week. And Aisha I'll start with you on this one. Only two wide receivers will go in the first round of next week's draft. Is that a fact or is that a fib? Two wide receivers. I think, think it's a – I feel like these tackles are going to go off the board fast. Mm-hmm. Um, fib. I think more go. More go? I think more go. If you had to put a number on it, well, how many do you think it would go? Mm, I would say at least at least three. Three to four. Okay. At the very least. That sounds about right. Right? Jordan Addison. No, I Jack, think. Jackson Smith and Jake Bowe. Yeah. Zay Flowers. Flowers. Those, are, those would be my yeah. favorite. Zay, the fact that Zay Johnston. Flowers got invited to the combine means the NFL thinks he's going he's to the Yes, yeah. I, I think Zay Flowers is, is one of those guys that people, like I said, I think he's undeniable. I, it's kind of hard to deny what you see on tape at this I may point. Maybe hit that list too. I did. Uh, I was on uh, the Giants.com the other day, and mm-hmm. all they were talking about was Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at wide receivers. They're asking me about wide receivers. They're asking about corners. Have they not drafted enough joysticky receivers? It's been that's, every year. That's, for, like, that's the, the best. Who will say it again? The Giants. The, the Giants. And then they just. 
sit and let them go yeah. to Kansas like, City. Go. You'll win a ring. Wandell Robinson. Stop and they, like, that's their whole I'll tell you, that's, that's it. They have, a, they have a team full of slot receivers is what mm. they do. Sterling Shepard. But they were talking about, they yep. were talking about flowers. But they love slots. I, I think it's interesting. I, I, think your number three is, I think your number three is interesting. I do. But you know, there's people. There's some people who say that it's just one. Just one. Did I missed something. Just, I was yes, like, focusing no, no, no. We're just talking You're about good. the Giants drafting yeah, philosophy. Yeah, just you know. Yeah. But, but could you know Smith and Jigba? I, I wonder. I wonder how because I, I I think if you ask teams around the league, I don't think anybody has the same three wide receivers on the top of their no. board. No, I don't. No. no. I think you, you go give me your top ten receivers, and I guarantee you that it's not like the past where it was. Chase, Jefferson, Lamb. Uh, no, uh-uh. It's Addison, Smith, and Jigba, Johnston. It's Smith and Jigba, Johnston, Addison. Flowers, it's Downs. Flowers. It's Flowers, Smith, and Jigba. You know, yeah. That, Some I, might have Josh Downs in the mix. Some people think that J- Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The speed, so, yeah. yeah, it's difficult to, to Nagy, put your finger on Nagy told who. us he thinks some teams might have Tillman higher. Yeah. Then, then okay, so see that. Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee is getting the most buzz right now of all the receivers. The it's one size. The one who's falling also with size, though, is Quentin Johnston. I blame TCU. you, Brian. For what? I blame all, I blame everybody because people want – I mean, we're used to seeing some of these bigger receivers yeah. be in the mix, and I think that they have to be in the – like people are making them be in the conversation. Hey, I was, I was I wrong. I blame you, Brian. I was wrong about Joey Bosa now, but don't put this one on <laughs> I blame you, Brian. Joey Bosa. You I compared him Joey to Bosa. I compared him to Greg Ellis. And Greg Ellis is mm. a damn good player. I mean, Joey Bosa's like – I'm like, he could have the same sack numbers. He you could like have Noah the same – more. <laughs> Noah Spence. I, you we know. did like Noah Spence. Too. I'll tell you what, Bobby. Did I tell you I've been doing this for 25 years? Awkward. Did I tell you I've been doing this for 25 no, years? I, I've, I've heard. I've heard. You don't have call the, me a liar? You don't have the football to point to, at to me. Yeah. <laughs> where's, my uh, ring? where's my ring? Where's my Super Bowl? Where is it at? Uh, Zach, the Texans will trade me over there. What are you doing? The Texans will trade out of the number two pick next Ooh. weekend. I think that's a fact. Oh my Whoa. god! I think the Texans are moving out of that thing. I, I don't think it'll be the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are going to get bleeped in this scenario. I think the Texans do not want to take a quarterback. I'm buying into some of this Tyree Wilson hype right now. I've been trying to talk to some of these Houston folks that I know. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not really sure because D'Amico Ryan's is one of these guys that's lying. He, oh, he's, he, yeah. he's trying to pull everybody off sides. But I really do South think their connection to Ty- <laughs> the, the, Call him a liar. The, the guy to he look did call at, me a liar. and Brian, you've <laughs> talked to me about this, Lance Zerline. Yeah. When yeah. Lance Zerline, it was like a week or two ago, mocks Tyree Wilson to the Texans, I started asking around some people that I know in Houston. They do like Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech a lot. I think they're looking to bail. And I think that they want to try and move back, get some more picks because they're not in love with the quarterbacks. I think it's fact right now, if I had to bet, I think the Texans move back from two. Who's their quarterback right now? Davis, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Bye. Yeah, that's Bye. the only you question I, that I, I have is, yeah, Davis Mills. But if, if you're not going to take Stroud or Young at one or two, you, there's a good shot you find a Levis or a Richardson or a Hooker, depending on how far you want to. They drop. got another pick, they pick right? At twelve. They pick at twelve. They could yeah. probably have a, their pick of those three guys. Maybe not one of the three. And it could just be you go from two to four with Indy, you know, or it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's the sleeper in this that wants to move up from eleven for a quarterback, and they could stack up, have back to back picks at eleven and twelve. Hmm. 
What do you think, Brian? You think they'd do something like that? I think I think he's on to something. I I really do like Lance Sirline down there in Houston. I think he is Good plugged work. into what what's going on with the Texans. He has some crazy mock drafts, and you know, but that's what the NFL is. It yep. ain't all about chalk. It's about sometimes you got to be creative. There's people already whispering about that that all these mocks that people have been doing are just going to be ridiculously look bad, <laughs> probably because they're, the, the the teams are like, no, we don't see it this way. So. If Zerline is telling me that they're not going to take it, I think that ownership, and I don't know if ownership is strong enough to stand in there and say we got to draft a quarterback, or do they really trust Nick Cesario and that crew there to to make that happen? And if you don't love one of those quarterbacks, why force that pick, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I guess. And also, not to mention. You, you look at what could happen behind you, too, because mm-hmm. somebody could trade into three, somebody could do all these other I, things, and then... I'll tell you this, though. if I would have a hard time if I was Houston, because I know in my stack that I got uh, Bryce Young as my second-best player. I would have a hard time that if, that, if, that if the Carolina Panthers didn't take Bryce Young, I would have a Ooh. hard time passing on... On Bryce that Young, could be, if I was, that could change this narrative. Because if, if 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 Carolina makes some crazy pick that we really didn't, if they okay, we, they've talked about Richardson, they've talked about others, you know, maybe Stroud. I don't know, but if if they if they make some kind of pick where Bryce Young's available, I I ain't moving out of there. I'll, I'll take Bryce Young, and here we go. Yeah, right with it from there. Do you think that Carolina takes Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? It's kind of seeming like it's funneling down to. I think the odds on they Bryce t- Young right now at number one are minus twelve thousand. In Vegas, you could have got it for plus two fifty, like he two weeks ago. Yeah. All the rest of his pre-draft visits. To me, I, I don't think you do that unless Carolina has told you we're taking, we're taking one. Him. Either that, or you're trying to say that you know it's, you want to you you know in the top three or four need to take me because I ain't, I ain't Fair. You, know, I, you know if you don't if you want me to work out and all that fine but you know I'm I'm done I'm done with all that I, I think maybe it's kind of like with Carter you know saying sure. listen if you're not not a top ten team I, I'm okay. not interested in coming to visit more, you. More reasonable for Bryce Young to hold that position than Jalen Carter. Though. Sure, yeah. because that's going to be our next factor. <laughs> oh, hey, how about this here, for a transition? Jalen Carter will not fall out of the top ten picks. Factor fib, Bobby Bell. Uh, won't fall out. Won't fall That's out. Fact. He's not going to fall out. <laughs> okay. So I, now I wouldn't feel like I wouldn't feel comfortable staking a top ten pick on what has clearly been a shoddy reputation uh, with his work ethic and his off the field, you mm-hmm. know, maturity and everything else. And so I wouldn't feel great about doing that. If the Cowboys were in the top ten of the draft this year, I wouldn't feel good about any connection of Jalen Carter to the Cowboys. I'm opposite of that, Bobby, because I feel like that if I was in the top 10, I would have my FBI guys, my security guys. I'd had everybody there in Athens, Georgia, trying to figure this kid out. Mm. The to, film's too good. To be fair, though, the, not just here in Dallas, plenty of other places have sent their investigators, felt good about the, a pick of a player like no, that, and it has gone south. I'll go. I'll, I'll gamble on that. That's what the that's what the draft's all about, though. I the mean, talent it's, it's, is too good to yeah, pass. Yeah, you don't you don't want to sit there and pass on somebody that, like I say, if if it's a bust, if he's a bust as a player, then you know what? That's on me. I deserve to get fired. If he's a bust because I didn't do my due diligence by sending my FBI guys in or my security team and learning about him or following him around or digging up information about him, then shame on me too. But I, I'm 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 taking that shot. And his position that, that he plays, you know, much like we've talked about tight end, there's so few game records at that position. I'm not passing on him. I'm going to gamble, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. He'll so go in the top ten. I think. I, I'm I'm pretty I think sure so he too. will. But yeah. yeah, and if he didn't, I feel like. Personally, I feel like I would immediately know something else, you know, was going on. But to your point, I do think that the DT position specifically, just like the nose, is starting to become a 
not a need, but something that people are looking for, and it's not that easy to find. It's yeah. not that easy to find sure guys that can stop the run and rush the pass. Do both. Yeah. Yep. To, I mean, it's, it feels like almost either or at that position right now. So he he brings a value that I think, like you guys said, people going to look over it. People people going to look over it and do what they need to do. I think you. Yeah, no, I do think you have to do your work. Tracking. I mean, I do. I mean, to me, if seriously, if I was in that top ten, and even though if I didn't feel like I, I owe it to myself to find out about this kid, mm-hmm. I owe it to myself. Who's a, who's a player that you uh, at any point had to like send research people on that you went, oh, yep, we're we're out on this one. Randy Moss. Wow. Barnacles, Ooh, Brian. Mm. That's really? a big one. And that was Jeff Lurie's decision in Philadelphia. That was, again, 25 years ago in a draft. I, mm-hmm. I remember sending our FBI guy, you know, we, we you know, went to Morgantown, yeah, actually, me to Huntington. West, Huntington, and then yep. and did all that, went to West Virginia, did all that stuff, did everything about, learned everything we could about him. And another one, too, was uh, Ryan Leaf. You know, that was another one where we got a lot of information. Where said we're out. Yeah, I, I know that. I know the thing with Randy Moss, and I remember the uh, the conversation I had with Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, was he goes, Brian, I just don't feel comfortable taking Randy Moss, and I said, fine. I go, I just want you to know that he is our number one wide receiver on the board. He goes, that's fine. I'll we're good. We're, we'll be we'll be fine. And I said, yes, sir, we'll mm-hmm. be fine. And so we went into that draft, and Randy Moss was not on our board. And wow. he when he when he went and we saw him skip going down 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 down. He got passed by Cincinnati twice, and you're like going, were we right? And then he ends up in Minnesota. And Randy Moss was nothing but a great player. But there were a lot of things about Randy Moss's past that some people in the league just did not feel comfortable with. Wow, that's interesting to to really hear about in the past because you never know what's going to happen next yeah. week because those same types of conversations are happening right now. All right, let's take our first break. We'll have a couple more factor fibs in the last segment. We'll sprinkle a couple more in there. But when we come back, it's time for some Twitter on the 20 right after this. Hey, Cowboys fans. If you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. 
Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here with Brian Broaddus, Bobby Belt, Zach Wolchuk, and Aisha Morrison. It's time now for some... Twitter on the 20. Nice job, Jazz Marshall and Terrence Williams running the ship for Chris Beam in the back. All right, answering your questions, starting off with Steven. He says, how much does Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot impact your decision to draft a tight end on day one or day two? Does it move the needle at all, Bobby? No, not a bit. Why is that? Uh, I mean, they're, they're good players. You like them, but, I, I mean, look, I think you have clearly heard the way that Jerry and – other, the fact that the offensive coaching staff was basically back in Dallas for the combine running install, except for Lunda Wells, who was there in Indianapolis working out the tight ends. I think they've shown that they believe they can get better there with this class. And so because of their ability to get better, um, they or, or the opportunity to get better there, they're not just going to pass on that in the name of, well, we like these guys. They can like them and still, I think, approach it from a position of, this is still an area where we feel like we could definitely get better in the first three rounds. The only thing that made me pause was what Steven said yesterday. I wonder if they just think, hey, we got two guys that are good pass catchers and Hendershot who can stretch the field. We saw what Fergie was able to do, being able to leap guys in the open field last year. You know, That's why they're putting more of an emphasis on getting a tight end that's well-rounded that can also inline block. Because I, I think Fergie can. That's certainly a weakness in Hendershot's game. We saw that specifically in the Titans game last year. And I saw this pop up on on Twitter the other day, though. But the numbers over the last eleven games for Peyton Hendershot weren't phenomenal. It wasn't like he was setting the world on fire. He had like four catches and I think eleven yards or something like that. And then one of them was off of his hands, and it was an interception that was caused. So it's not like he was completely trending in the right direction. I'm not saying Peyton Hendershot's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. I still think he's shown what he can do stretching the field. But if it's going to deter you from drafting one of these special tight ends, I don't think that's necessarily the right thought. No, I don't think it has anything to do with them. I feel like the Cowboys have shown that they're going to draft tight end and they're going to develop tight end at a, at a regular you know, clip, you know, just to have guys in there and to continue to develop guys. Um, and with this class being so – I mean, we talk about the depth. I mean, I got to Leonard Taylor from Cincinnati – yesterday and I was just like god dang mm-hmm. like it is it really are it really there really are a lot of tight ends in this draft that I feel like they don't they want to go early like you said Bobby like there might be a guy that is like their guy early but if they don't get that guy I think they can find tight ends almost in every round for real no you're, you're not <laughs> wrong I, I kind of feel like if Dalton Kincaid's my tight end one I'm kind of down to wait. Like, I think Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati I love. Will Mallory's a guy from Miami that played with horrible quarterbacks, catches everything that was thrown his way. He could maybe end up being, you know, the, the George Kittle of this class where he yeah. didn't, you know, he didn't dominate in college, but he's got upside t- tremendously. There's a ton of athletic tight ends. It's deep. Payne Durham for Purdue. We can go on and on about guys yeah. who could come in and be super successful. You don't have to take a tight end round one, but if they grade one that highly, this is a special, unique class. I kind of feel like, though, that if you want to take the guy that has the chance to be that elite tight end, the pass catcher, the down-the-field guy, because my board's kind of split that way. When you, we, We've talked about all the guys at the top, 
But when you get down to the when you get down into that middle round, I'm uh, strange from uh, Penn, Penn State, State strange, is yes. is a guy. Let me let me get to my my You're guys here. Dominion tight end. Yeah, I mean, like I said there were there were these guys that there, there were these guys. It was strange from Penn State, Wiley from Cincinnati, Latu from Alabama, sure. yep. Allen from Clemson. Correct. I have all these guys kind of in that fourth round. There, you know, uh, we mentioned Kuntz would be a guy. Durham is a yeah. guy you mentioned. There, it, it, there's, there is a divide between the two. Yes, there is, and and you know, with the other guys, I think you're getting more of a kind of a when the Strange and the Wileys and the Latus and the Allens kind of a they're good at blocking, they're good at catching, but they're not that next level type of a tight end that you would say, oh, this is a down the field weapon type of a guy. So, yeah. are you looking for a guy to come in? With that being said, are you looking for a guy to come in and immediately be tight end a, one. a difference maker? Yes. Not yep. even tight end. You are. Yep. yep. You don't think that either one of those gentlemen that are on the team can be tight end one right now? No, probably. I, I, th- not. I think they. I think they can double up as a passable tight end coupling. Like I mean, and they can certainly grow into that. But they're like difference makers. So, I think, like you said, well, you got to. St- it's class. split. Then. Okay. Th- yeah. To me, this is where this is where I kind of draw the line. If you're telling me, if you're telling me on these tight ends. That I'm going to draft Mayor, Kincaid, Musgrave, or Washington, plug and play. Mm. Okay, Kraft, Laporta, uh, uh, Schoonmaker from mm-hmm. uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. These are guys. Strange, Wiley, the guys I just mentioned. Those are the guys that probably are going to fit in and be rotational guys. But those four guys that I mentioned ahead, those are plug and play. Okay. But but Laporta. Shoemaker, Shoemaker from Michigan, Strange, Wiley, boom. Those guys fit into maybe you got uh, Hendershot and Ferguson play before those guys. These other guys are going to have to be, I think, rotational players. I would players. put Schoonmaker in with the, the guys who I think you can I like Schoonmaker. I like Schoonmaker. I like Schoonmaker. Yeah, if I'm not taking They run the ball behind him. They do. Schoonmaker's good. Same thing with Allen from Clemson. Like Allen seems like, to me, he's a Dalton Schultz type of clone. I think he gives you a lot of similar things. I'm going with Josh Wiley if I don't take one of these. Cincinnati. Yeah, Yeah. it was from Cincinnati. I think this dude has a chance to be a big-time player. Can play on the outside in the slot. Tough. Catches the ball high, low. Big catch radius at six foot seven. That dude's to me that I've kind of circled could end up being the absolute gem among these tight ends. Uh, just the stats specifically to, to give some context here. Peyton Hendershot over the last 10 regular season games, six targets, four receptions, 33 yards, and one touchdown. That's yeah. it. Four receptions, 33 yards, There's... and six targets. And then Jake Ferguson wasn't much better. 12 receptions. He did catch all 12 targets for 114 and a touchdown. Those two the dudes. Final 10 regular season games. Those two dudes are not keeping me from drafting a tight end. No. no. I'm sorry. I just. I'm also not trying to run them out of town. No, no, like no, 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 no. I want them on the stand. But I, no. yeah, I, I think you can absolutely upgrade that spot. Yep. Okay, so here's a couple questions talking about trading up. We kind of mentioned this in passing last week, uh, but this one specific, I don't know how to say it in a name, I'm sorry. But he says, if either B. John Robinson, Kalijah Cansey from Pitt, or Darnell Wright from Tennessee are still available around pick number 20, oh, is no. Dallas sticking at pick 26, or would they pull the trigger and go up and get one of those guys? I don't think they would trade for Robinson. I, I don't see them moving up. I don't. Either. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And to me, the guy that makes—I don't think they'd move up for Cansey. I think that we're thinking. I, I would not. I don't no. think. I don't think we're in that mode right now. where they're going to trade up for a three technique. I, I mean, I think if he's there at if he's there at twenty six, you would surely consider him. But I'm not moving up. I the 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 guy that I would trade up for 
if he was that close, if I knew that I was going to lose him between 20 and 26, I would trade up for right because I feel like that I'm, I'm getting a first-round tackle mm-hmm. that I could play at guard, okay. and he's close. You know, Bijan Robinson. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna gamble that that you know that he, you know, if he doesn't get to me, fine. I'll move on. I'll, I'll find a way to get you know his teammate in the third round or something like that. I'm, I'm not. I, I love Bijan Robinson. Don't get me wrong. I just think the one guy that I think that 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 tackle guard combination could really, really help. The running back could help you too. But I'm just – if I had to move up, I think I would try and secure right and I agree. gamble on the other two. Yep, I'm with you. I don't think – and it's no – I'm not trying to, to rip on Cansey. Good player. I don't think there's been a more overhyped player in this entire draft. Wow. From going to top ten, he kills the combine. You watch the tape, it just it just doesn't wow you. Like, oh, my gosh, we're going to move up and go get this guy. So, I, I Darnell Wright I love. But really the only lineman that I would consider going up for is Skaronsky. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's who you go up for. If he gets to, like, 16, 17, I start making calls. Is How that a that, possibility? We, yeah, I don't I, think so. No, but if, if he were to start getting into that territory, yeah. I'd call. There's a point, and I don't know. Philadelphia might take him at 10. Yeah, well, I, don't you're think starting some, I think you're starting to hear some chatter about Joey Porter sliding further. That I don't know about to Dallas, yeah, okay, but we, sliding further than we had initially thought. See, like, like Dane referred to Joey Porter as mid to late 20s. Oh, See, well, which if he starts getting to like 22, 23, I might. See, we did a mock draft. Fancy we, we don't, don't get too excited over there. <laughs> no, we did a Love of the Star. We did a Love of the Star podcast this past Sunday, and and we did the mock, and it simulated, and, it, and Porter got, to, got us. to us. I know you and, took him over Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, I love I know so. you would have. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's a, that. I, I think that if he were to get to a certain range, like early 20s, I might start calling for that, too. Yeah. I, I'd call up on Joey Porter. Yeah, I've got Porter as my number 11 player and Jackson Smith and Jigba at 14, so yeah. I think I would join you guys in that regard. That one's tough. Uh, all right, what is the worst-kept secret of the Dallas Cowboys draft process so far? Based off of the well, rumors that you've heard. Particular to, it's this, a great question. to this year? Uh, he doesn't specify, but we could do either one, this year or in years past. Why not? Uh, I mean, in years past, the worst-kept secret was they draft off the 30 list. Uh, mm. That's not as relevant the last couple of years, it doesn't feel like. Um, uh, I'm trying There's to... some guys there. No, I know, but like yeah. their first pick with, like, it was always you knew there. it was somebody of the top 30. Tyler Smith was not Tyler there last Smith year. Was not. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Parsons had one scheduled uh, when they ended out picking it now obviously that was that was not the COVID year it was the year before but like the year before they hadn't scheduled lamb for they weren't going to schedule lamb for a visit mike i don't think had a 30 and so they've they haven't always it. done it um during the mccarthy era it hasn't been as hard and fast a rule presently um I don't know what, what would be that. What's a what's a poor? I feel like they're keeping secrets pretty well this time around. They, they are. They are. Let me tell you this: they're hunting running backs. That's a poorly kept poorly secret. kept secret is they're clearly going to draft a quarterback. Gosh dang it, Brian! Oh! I was sitting over here waiting quietly, but when? you're 100 right. I co How early? How early? What? How early? If you're talking Fourth about round. if you're, if Fourth you're round. I, think, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll bet anybody talking. they don't pick one no, in, no. in the first five rounds. You think so? Wow. Yeah. Okay. They're going to be later than why, that. Yep. Okay. They went and they did a private workout and had a Zoom meeting with Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Uh-huh. Did the okay. same with Hurts. What do you think about him? I'll tell you what. I have him in the fourth round. I have him at 96, my 96th best player overall. Wow. I, I was asking this because Dane Bergeron asked me a question about, he asked me about a quarterback for his mock draft. And he said, who would you, who would you think if they took a quarterback at, in the fourth round? And I said, I said, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. 
he said he's gone on my board. He's already gone. So to me, if if Dallas was serious about Aiden O'Connell, quarterback Purdue, they might have to take him in the third round. Mm. It, that 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 might be it because they're doing some work on this guy. I mean, you, you know, we've we've seen oh well they brought in Tune and this for Dallas Day and all that. I, you know, we, we went thirty whatever visits. You know, but the one guy that appears that they've done that they're let's go out and work a guy out kind of bit private workout go out. They didn't want anybody else to see him throwing the ball or what they were going to put him through. This might be one of the worst kept secrets that all of a sudden we're sitting there at some point in time and Aiden O'Connell's on that board. And they're going to they're going to hand that card in, you know. Oh man, I think it's Clayton Tune in my in, in same same deal, same kind of thing, but with Clayton Tune from Houston is kind of that guy that okay. I have circled. And I think it, it goes to what they've looked at in quarterbacks in the past. They look for decision making, leadership ability, mobility, which is a big thing because mm-hmm. Aiden O'Connell is a true pocket passer. He is not going to run it a whole lot. Clayton Toon can be mobile. He can kind of rotate He's around. He's not he the most comfortable moving around like that, which you're talking about. But I, you know, with Toon specifically, yeah, with Toon. I mean, he's you, not a runner. No, but he. You're right. He can move. But you, you, both these guys are like, you know, five year starters. You know, yeah. Toon is a, Toon is a experience guy, is there captain, three time captain. We're starting to have a time in this in football where we're you know it used to be oh well let's take the one year guy. You know, there's a reason why Hendon Hooker, he is a six-year senior. Mm-hmm. There's pe- there's reasons why people it, – it happened last year with Brock Purdy. You know, all of a sudden it's like you take a guy that's mature, that's played a lot of snaps, that's a captain. You know, that's that's what you get in uh, o- uh, O'Connell and Toon and Hooker and guys like that. They're, they're, you know, you're, if you're, you're drafting Richardson, hold on to your ass. Here we go. Yep. You know, you're getting a guy that doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of experience. Man, you, he passes the eye test, but these teams are starting to look at maybe, maybe the kids with the most experience and the most games played are the ones that come in and do the best jobs. There's an analytical study out there, and i got to go find it. I don't know where it was. But it's talking about how quarterbacks that have at least 1,000 pass attempts in college – seemingly have more success. There's a higher percentage of success rate around those quarterbacks when they make it to the NFL. Makes sense. I'm going to go well, what's I'm it, find that, it. That S2, S2 test, cognitive test. The, the yeah. cognitive test. The Cowboys have been using that. If For you, years. You figure out who the top guys are that, and the numbers I heard were that, that Bryce Young was one of the top guys and C.J. Stroud was one of the lower guys. You know, And if you believe in that S2 test – well, you know that that tells a lot about these quarterbacks. That has so far has been pretty pretty impressive there. I, and, and both those guys, O'Connell and Tune, they've got the size. Like they're both six two, six three. They've got yeah. that prototypical size you're looking for, uh, which makes me feel bad about my guy Jaron Hall, who is the one that I would probably like <laughs> to take. I like, but I like I him too. Him. I'm a big fan of Jaron. What do you like they about him? The combine. They had a formal with him. Okay, today. let's go. Yay! What? What do you think about him? Oh, yeah, I like how he delivers the ball. I feel like. I feel like his pocket presence is good and is it's good enough to me. It's good sure. enough for him to come in and be a guy. And to Brian's to Brian's point, we are in a league now where you saw more backup quarterbacks play than we I think we've ever seen yeah, have to boy. come in and play. But for this team in particular, when you talk about the quarterback position, I love Dak Prescott. I think he's a great quarterback, right? I think he's a good quarterback right now. However, he has had injuries this last couple of years. So you start preparing for the fact that you've seen what Cooper Rush can do. You've seen his you've seen his his ceiling, right? Yeah. So bringing in another guy to me is 
it's about that time. I think it's about that time also to keep the competition time. fresh. But yeah, you're gonna see a guy come in. But as far <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, that's how I feel about them drafting quarterback. Is it a problem? How are you guys gonna feel about it if they do draft a quarterback that? Oh, that that's soon? Not a I think it's great. Yeah, no, it's Dak's not, not a guy. I mean, Dak's not Carson Wentz. He's mm-hmm. not mentally fragile. He's no. not gonna get rattled by this. If anything, I think Dak welcomes the competition. <laughs> Absolutely. Carson Wentz Just catching strays. Wentz. Don't do him like that. He's, he's proven that though. out of the league, right? Mm-hmm. To Aisha's point, five quarterbacks were taken in day three yesterday, right? Or not yesterday, gosh, last year. Five quarterbacks were taken on day three. Four of them had to start at some point in the season. Yeah. They had to come in and See, play. See, this is not a bad group when you watch Hayner from Fresno. Yes. Thompson Robinson, he's got people like him. I mean, it's a drop back. It's like, oh, look out. We're going to now. I mean, some of his best plays are him running. He, they're all yeah. him running. I, mean, I was watching him yesterday. I was watching him. And, and I think what's going to sell people on Thompson Robinson also, too, uh, UCLA. looking at the, sh- the Shrine Bowl and yeah. all that stuff, is a lot of the character. Off yeah. the field stuff, a lot of people are very high like on him. what he brings to the locker room and just his calmness and all that stuff, too. So I feel like it's a. Sure. It's both things. And he's clearly put in the work every year because he improved every year at UCLA. So I, I, I can understand. And, he, and talk about starts. Most starts in school history, right. they're yeah. 48. Yeah. But that throwing motion, he's got he's, from the hip, long, winding motion. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, I did not like it. I know. It. It's it's nuts. But, I mean, the, his ability. I mean, I remember a long, wind-up motion. Randall Cunningham. He's like he had a buggy whip for an arm. Byron that thing, that thing went, <laughs> you, know, and it just, you know, he went way back and it just comes flying through. But he's the mobility and stuff True. like that. I mean, we we you could like I say, I watched Stetson Bennett same way. I mean, it's tiny guy, but all he did was win. Sure, all he did was win. And so you know, that's if you're kind of looking for those guys in day three, what you're yep. talking about, you know. But I think the Cowboys. If I had to say they maybe focused on a guy, and, and I know you, I respect what you're saying about Toon, mm-hmm. but that you know that kid at Purdue is a guy. I'd keep an eye on that. You're right. Definitely definitely so. Tanner McKee from Stanford, <laughs> Man, yeah. first round prospect, right? Oh, yeah, Brian's number one quarterback. Brian, Brian just cannot stop talking about the kid. <laughs> He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Uh, Jaren McKee. No, Jaren. Oh, Jaren holds up. I think he's a gamer. He just looks. He just looks like yeah, a quarterback. He's the guy that I would take, but Tanner McKee is not as good as any of the, the guys BYU we're kid? talking about. Yeah, Jaron Hall. I, I love Jack Hall. Wilson didn't do anything to you Jaron Hall's going to need to – like, this is the type <laughs> no. of system Jaron Hall has to walk into his West Coast because Jaron Hall's going to yeah. have to play yeah. in a timing I system. agree. Good decision maker, too. He doesn't hesitate. I, 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 Jaron Hall, I don't think, has the uh, leadership question marks that uh, Zach Wilson did. No. I don't think people respect Zach Wilson in that huddle. Ooh. Barnacle. Dang, where were you last year when we were talking about this guy? <laughs> I wasn't prepared. You didn't invite <laughs> it. It hurt. He was listening. <laughs> All right. You idiots. <laughs> That's it for Twitter on the 20. We'll answer some more tomorrow. When we come back, I got a couple more factor fibs to throw out there, and then we'll wrap things up and get you ready for tomorrow's episode with more of the draft show right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. 
In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show final segment. Before Thanks, Jazz. <laughs> Bobby can leave. Bobby. Oh, man. So nice when Bobby was wasn't part of that. I was kicked out of talk today. Were you? Yeah. Oh, well, this John is, was, this like, is John was like, you're out of crosstalk today. You're, you're too loose today. Crosstalk. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. Rohit is how you say the guy's name on Twitter on the 20. He just sent me a, a pronunciation guide. Thank you very much, Rohit. Thank Appreciate you, Rohit. you. Uh, All right. Let's do some more factor fib. I'm going to start with Brian on this one. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs will go in the first round. Alabama running back will I mean, go I, in the top 32. You're saying it, that's a, I think that's a fib. I mm. think that's a fib. Falls I, out. I think that to me that I, yeah, and I think it. I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a run on these uh, on these running backs, but I don't think if the one running back that goes in the first, I believe it it will be uh, you know, uh, Robinson. Mm-hmm. But Gibbs Gibbs is one of those guys that Roshan like, Johnson. Gibbs is just super super impressive. But I kind of think second round Gibbs A chain Texas A and M. Charbonneau from uh, UCLA. Mm-hmm. I think those are the guys you kind of can see. You know, maybe we get started into that uh, the beginning or the or the. I think Gibbs will be the next back, but I think he'll be early in the second is where he would go. Yeah. Can I? Th- I, I got one that I'm yeah. curious about. Go for we, it. We're, we discussed this a little bit with Jim Nagy the other day. Spears. Out of Tamiwa, Adabari goes in the first round. Ooh. What? Ooh, who did, there's, there's Buzz. Who did Mel? Is there? So who would take is. him? The Eagles at thirty. Who did Mel? Back Ky- into the first. Did Mel Kuyper mock Kuyper, him? Kuyper as- mocked Atabari to the Cowboys about a month ago in the first round. Yeah. If you're not taking him as an edge, mm. I think he has a lot of. I think he has upside. I mean, I mean, obviously, I think most people view him as a tackle. There's a tackle. Which, you, you see well, as as a ta- a, yeah. Oh, as see, a ta- I was yeah. looking at him as an edge. No, 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 no. Don't you dare. 
Because yeah. it's definitely it'll I, definitely I'm skew. Underwhelmed. I, I think he's him a I don't. I, I don't disagree with her. I kind of felt like some of his best work was at tackle. I, I, I thought all of his splash, splash plays. Yeah, were and I think his best work is going to come from tackle. I'm going to watch him again. Will come from mm-hmm. D tackle because of the explosiveness and, and that small amount of space. Yeah. I think that's what causes people problems with him is that speed. Gets that on you quick. You know, Bobby, you're onto yeah. something here. I think the Saints at 29. That's an interesting team to look out for. Well, yeah, and Nagy, Jim Nagy told us he was like that. People are you got media's been slow on him. No, yeah. he's like he's like media slow. On him. We had somebody tweeted us on uh, Love the Star that we were doing, and they tweeted a comp that ever since they sent me the comp, I can't unsee it when I watch it. Michael Bennett. Ooh. It's very Michael. You know Bennett. what? He's we very talk, Michael Bennett. I'll we say this: I think he's going to be a better D tackle than Cansey. Woo! That's fair. Now that's a hot take. I no. would take him over Cansey. It's, I would it's not a hot. I don't take. believe it's a hot take. I don't I believe too. it's a hot take because of the like. There's a viciousness that he plays with that I don't see. And he's way longer. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. And there's an explosion that I think that he has that is going. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for centers. I'm with for you, guards. Aisha. It's going to be a problem. I, I mean, we talked about it, and I know that Brian definitely was like, people are going to go through high with this guy. Like I remember when we first started talking about him months ago. Like, but he's he's somebody that is is definitely gone kind of under the radar since the senior bowl and since mm-hmm. he killed the combine. And I don't see a lot of people talking about him as much. But I agree with you. Look, he he, could just, be a he looks mean. Uh, you want to block that guy? No, I don't want to. <laughs> no, he do look kind of. He looks scary. like he's going to take he your looks lunch. Mean. But the athleticism is just is through the charts to be somebody that can play Amen. in the middle of the defense. It Brian, is. would would you take him over Cansey? I don't, I don't think I would. I don't wouldn't either. You're being but, too but, quiet. I knew it. Brian's going for a tiny guy here. You know what though? In a in a, in a, in a yeah, it, it's very. That's a mess. That, that, <laughs> He's not gonna touch it. Well, no, it's and it's another one of those things like Breezy, you know, from Clemson. I mean, figure these guys out. We got Carter that's got maturity problems. Breezy, does he play well all the time? Can't see. Is he overrated? You know, I mean, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at Dexter from Florida. I'm looking at all these guys, and I'm like, man, I see flashes of really good play. And they, they they terrify you. And I, you know when you guys were saying that he could be better than Cansey, I couldn't fire back at you and say no mm. because I'm not. I I, I think Cansey, I've seen more behind the line plays, and I'm kind of projecting our Northwestern kid to play inside where I've seen Cansey play inside. Mm-hmm. But I I can't I can't like shoot down what you guys are saying about him. I can't. Do, do, it's interesting when you mentioned uh, Breesy there. Yeah, I know we laughed at this a month ago. And if it happens, I'm going to have to apologize to the CBS Slappy, whatever his name was. I forget. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't even remember. I, yeah. I don't watch his work anymore. Yeah, you Chris Trapasso. Yeah, Trapasso. Uh, <laughs> was that, you know, Kuiper and we're McShay. Just, we're just firing at Kuiper and McShay had Miles Murphy sliding to the uh, 30s. Yeah, see, what the heck's going on with this? Wait, what? Man? I think Miles Murphy's getting disrespected. I think he's a hell of if a player. If he's there at 26, I would take Miles. I would, yes. too. <laughs> he's your D, D, D. Lawrence replacement eventually. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, interesting stuff. I have him over Nolan Smith, and I really like Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. He's a more complete player. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. All right, five quarterbacks will go in the first round, all five of them. Richardson, Hooker, Levis, and then the top two guys, Bryce Young and C.J. Stratton. Fact. Yes. All of them are going? Yep. They we're we're trendsetters, baby. Everybody. Everybody's on the head of the bandwagon now. When Everybody. You, when you mocked him, I kind of was like, man, he's being really creative here. And then now it's like everybody's kind of caught up with the Hendon Hooker. And I think it's even more fascinating that there are people that like Hendon Hooker over Richardson. 
which yeah. I think is interesting. I really, really. Why do. is that interesting? It, you know what? It's ready to play now. He's you told us years why. Old. Exactly. I mean, it's interesting to me body. because people are whatever. people are saying that Hooker. I think if Hooker wasn't injured, if he wasn't hurt, I think he would be over Richardson. Yeah. I think I would. Talk about that too. I would, I would take him over with, Stroud. I would agree with that. You would take him over Stroud? I don't think CJ Stroud's going to be a good player. Wow, why is that? I'm just I'm I'm going with my you got I got I got to trust my eye. I saw him watch play that, live. Did you watch that Georgia game? That the Georgia, Georgia game, <laughs> the, best game <laughs> the best game he played in his entire get, career. It's kind of like watching Smith and Jigma play against uh, Utah. Sure, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> when you watch Stroud do what he does to Georgia, you're literally watching him play in an NFL defense. Yes, I know. And, and, and that to me made them. me think like, what in the world? I'm so wrong about him, but I just got to stick to my gut. And if I'm stick wrong, stick to that gut. The one that's did you did you Aisha? Did you take it? Would you take Hooker over Richardson? Because of the experience and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I would in, in I'd this take present a watch that doesn't beep during this the show. present day. But <laughs> now, Hendon Hooker was a was a interesting watch. He was a mm. fun watch. Yeah, he's mechanically sound. Yeah, first, yeah I it, mean, he'll be the six first years. quarterback taken in the first round with an AARP yeah, card. Yeah, we. I mean, we got to get over it. I think you. So <laughs> Austin on goes. Show. <laughs> now, Brian, social security. No, you're right, Bobby. <laughs> I watched him play enough to know he's not. Yeah, he ain't going in the first. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Go mean green. All not right. Five, five quarterbacks. Five QBs. Yeah. Call BS. It's a fifth? Call BS. Four, de- it's a four fifth? definitely are. Go for it. Nah, nah. I think, that, I think that people are going to go quarterback and it's going to mess up. The whole, this is gonna change the whole board. That's why the first round is so much every year. Take every, it. It's every good year, for the Cowboys. Every year the Keep the other one sliding. So if somebody's a borderline, they're going early. What? Why are you laughing? Come I on. do have a question though. Real, real, real quick. Can yep. I ask y'all a question? Nope. Yeah. Beam's gone, so we got a shot. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me ask you a question. Okay. So if if you didn't get Darnell right, yeah, and you didn't get, I don't know who's the next. Obviously, you wouldn't get Skaronski. Okay. Where'd you take Matthew Bergeron? In the second oh, round, I think Bergeron for, is for, closer to right than we talk about. Oh, I love Bergeron. See, that's why you might. That's what Bergeron, I'm talking about. Bergeron, I like Bergeron. Bergeron. That's what I was about Bergeron. to say. And when 50, you talk 55th about fifty-fifth player on my board, big fan. And when you talk about maybe moving a guard, Bergeron would be a trade back guy for me. If you were to trade back to early thirties, I would take Bergeron. You would take Bergeron. Okay, like that's all I had to I, ask I know, because I yeah. feel like I I was I've been looking at him for over a month now, but just seeing his feet and Your how he moves, gets better like it that. gets and yep. he's a mauler and he's, he's balanced, I, strong hands. Oh, absolutely! I, when I saw him, I said, "Terrence Steele, that's you with some hair." See, when you, say, when you say when you say you think that uh, Darnell Wright's a better player than Tyler Smith is right mm-hmm. now, I. I Agree with that, but that's more because of the polish. Like I think Tyler Smith's tools are better than sure. what Darnell Wright's are. I more think athletic. that Bergeron's tools are better than I, Tyler's. Darnell Wright's. I'm a, oh. I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I don't agree with that, but I like Bergeron a lot. Well, you're wrong, and that's okay. No, that's oh fine. You can't evaluate linemen. <laughs> I'm a coward on this one because I got Darwin Jones over Bergeron, but I got him like right there next to each other. Mm. From uh, oh, Jones. 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 Like Jones, sloppy yeah. technique guy. I've got I've got Jones and Malk in front of Bergeron actually, mm. so I'm. Not too well, I off. love Cody Mack. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, that dude's an absolute beast. But Darwin those are the Jones, top of my. You can, my I could be really wrong grades. about him. Uh, yeah. I no. immediately looked at Bergeron and thought, like, when you look at the effort, the yeah. finishing ability, the athleticism, the like, all that stuff. The kick step is there. I'm like, yeah. If I'm trying to run the ball and deal with speedy DNs and stuff coming off that, this guy, I think, can get his yeah, hands on you, people. I think and you be you a right. You're not too yeah. off so, about Dewan Jones. He's huge. I mean, he's I so he's like, so tough to get around. She likes she likes Bergeron better than Jones, right? Yeah. 
I do. She I'm just a, sold him. Yeah. I, I do. Mean, yeah, but I will say I don't mind. I think Dewan Jones, I think his size throws people off because yeah. he looks, he seems really heavy. But when you look at his build and how he looks, he's not. He, and he's more he's athletic than imposing. Orlando Brown Jr. And he's more athletic than Jod- he Paris Johnson on one side and him, and you're like going, it, it's not even athletically, it's not even close. No. C.J. Stroud never had a dirty pocket to deal with in not, his entire career. Not with that career. center, too. He was also had a bunch of first-round to to. It's somebody I'm definitely keeping my eye on. Keep your eyes on him, Bergeron. The bust that will be C.J. Stroud. Oh, gosh. We've got some more hot takes tomorrow. No, Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, I read that somewhere. We've got more hot takes tomorrow. We've got more information tomorrow. We'll take some of your questions tomorrow as well as we are one week away from the NFL draft. For Bobby Belt, for Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Also for Jasmine Marshall and Terrence Williams in the back. Very nice job as always. We'll see you tomorrow with more of the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?